are now listening to Wisdom from North podcast with me, Jannike Einias. Here I will explore topics such as metaphysics, spirituality, personal growth, and in general, how we can create good lives for ourselves. My intention is to find some answers, but perhaps more importantly, finding new questions to ask, because there is always something new to discover in this wonderful universe that we live in. In Wisdom from North, we're passionate about helping you take your spiritual growth to that next level. That's why we are collaborating with some amazing spiritual teachers and partners who offer free webinars and classes. Go to wisdomfromnorth.com forward slash free. Disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast belong to the guests and do not necessarily represent the views or positions of Wisdom from North or any entities they may represent. Now, please enjoy the episode. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Jeanette, a warm welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. This is wonderful. I'm really excited about the conversation today. I saw a video with you where you shared your near-death experience. Mm -hmm. And I remember that day I was feeling a little bit low in energy and I had sort of a problem I was working on. And you just made my day with that story. It totally uplifted me and it's inspired me so much. And even though I know, I really believe, you know, about the afterlife, I've been out of my body myself. I I know this. Sometimes there are some days you just really need these stories. And it also shows me uh, how incredibly intelligent this universe is and that nothing is random. Mm -hmm. And it's just really magical. So I'm really excited about hearing that story today. And also, I know you work as a medium, as a cosmic channeler. You've been channeling uh, spirits or beings from the fourth to the 12th dimension. I'm curious about that. Mm-hmm. And also you're clairvoyant, clairaudient. You have all the clairs. Yeah. So it seems like you're super connected. <laughs> yes. Yes. Sometimes to a fault. Sometimes all right. I yeah. can imagine. Yeah. So yeah. how did all this started? Have you always had these abilities or was it something that happened that just cracked you wide open? Yeah. So it's it's kind of a combination of the two. So I can go back. So in retrospect, I can go back to the age of five when I was in my bed at nighttime. I would just know when people, spirits would be in my room. But at the age of five, I couldn't see them yet. I could only just feel them. And so I remember I would go to bed at nighttime and then I would feel this energy kind of like creep on almost. And I just knew there were several, like 12 beings in my room, spirits. And no matter who I tried to explain it to, I mean, we didn't grow up in a family where there was mediums or seers or anything like that. We were loosely religious, but um, 
seeing and talking to spirits was not a normal thing. So it wasn't a known thing. And so it was always just like, you know, calm your imagination, just go to bed. But it was terrifying for me. And so I remember I would, I would pull the blankets over my face and just have like a little air hole to breathe out of because I was so afraid I would open my eyes and see them. And really what I'm understanding is that was kind of a foreshadowing to my future of being able to open my eyes and see them. And so I didn't really, I just tried to convince myself I was just, you know, a scaredy cat. And then by about the age of 15, I saw my grandmother after she'd passed. And then at the age of 17, I, again, in retrospect, realized I started hearing spirit. But that was very scary at that point for me because I was wondering what are my thoughts, what are not my thoughts, like what is happening to me. And uh, it was about the age of 20 that I decided I was going to do everything I could to learn. And the reason why, so this was one of the most profound moments besides, well, it was one of the first was I remember I was doing laundry in my bedroom by myself. There was nobody else home except for my cat. And I heard this voice out loud, an audible voice say, Jeanette looked down the hall. And I remember terror just like run through my whole body. And again, it said, Jeanette, look down the hall, this tall, this big, like masculine voice. And I looked down the hall and there was a figure of a man, slightly hologram-like. So I knew it was spirit, uh, dressed in military fatigues and he was standing there. But the thing that happened to me in that moment was that my cat was standing right at his feet, looking up at him. And my cat was, you know, alive. Um, and her tail was wagging. Kind of like this like tail wag that that animals or cats do when they're looking at something and i knew in that moment that she was seeing him therefore i was seeing him and it was this beautiful like connection piece that at that moment i was like okay so all of my life makes sense and i'm not going to be afraid of this anymore and so then that led me to a journey of learning everything i could about spirits about mediumship about all of you know anything in the spirit world and religious ideas and different cultures and traditions and all of that. And then I started sitting with a mediumship circle. And then that opened my mediumship up really quickly and really fast and then started doing readings. So uh, for the last 15 years, I've been doing mediumship readings, uh, connecting with people on the other side, thousands of hours spent connecting people to past loved ones, to their higher self, to light beings, angels, you name it. And so I, I thought I had a really good understanding, or I did, I did have a really good understanding of how things work based on all of those conversations I had with spirits about the afterlife, what it's like to cross over, uh, what heaven can feel like, all of this stuff, souls, journeys, everything. And then in August, 2019, I had a near-death experience during a routine surgery. And that experience was like a big leap forward um, into even more. And so I know we'll get into that story in a minute, but after it was after my near-death experience that what I thought I could reach before was then just so much more. And the connection to the higher realms, the cosmic realms, um, consciousness in many different forms, whether it be through the consciousness of things on our planet, like trees and mother earth, having a voice to different beings in different dimensions, having a voice like this connection to consciousness became so much more after my near death experience. So it was really an evolution to where I am today. Wow. So exciting to listen to you. And I, I really can um, understand sort of how you felt that I know so much already, like, is there even more? Mm -hmm. uh, because I think sometimes we're stunned that there's always more, there's always, always more. more. And when I started Wisdom from North, I thought that I would find the answers and the truth uh, to who we are, who I am. I really thought there was like one truth or an answer. Mm -hmm. And the more I interviewed, the more I delved into this, the more questions I got. And I was just yeah. amazed. Like, I know nothing. I really totally. know nothing. <laughs> That's exactly it. You know, my guides one time gave me an example. They said, Jeanette, what you knew before was like a drop in a bucket. If you took a bucket of the ocean water, you had a drop. And I was like, okay. And they said, 
because, you know, coming back from my NDE and integrating again was a big experience. So they said, now it's like you have the ability to swim in one cove. And you're exploring this one cove thinking it's just like, whoa, this is yeah. everything. They're like, this is but one cove on one coastline in the vast ocean of consciousness. So although you feel like it goes on forever and you couldn't possibly see everything in this one cove, it's still so much more. And I remember that put it into perspective. I was like, yeah, I will. The more I know, the more I realize I don't know. Because the more you learn, the bigger you realize it is. Yeah, I have the same experience. I'm I'm curious about something. When when you open up uh, or other channelers open up to communication, can you basically channel anything and everything? Um, or is it like, like, you know, you connect with certain people uh, on this earth and then you connect with certain kind of spirits because there's mm -hmm. so many different spirits out there. You, you have fairies and elves and cosmic, you know, mm -hmm. uh, spirits and um, people who have passed on the other side. Yeah. Is yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, I think I think anything is possible. So I think I really can only speak on my experience personally because it could be so different for somebody else. I know some channelers only channel one specific uh, entity being, and that's it. Um, I know others that may channel a few. For myself, there are kind of two that I can channel, but one, one primary, which is the three guides of light that I channel. And that's when I channel direct where they speak through me. Um, and that really is like a greater merge of frequencies in channeling. And I'll usually have my eyes closed. And when I'm hearing, like when they're speaking through me, I'm also hearing it for the first time. Whereas mediumship is a little bit different. And mediumship is really when they are speaking to me and then I'm translating it, whether I'm seeing it, hearing it or feeling it, and then sharing the message. So I'm like a third party participant. And so with mediumship, I find... I can do mediumship for anything uh, as long as my energy and whoever it is I'm connecting with can create a link. We have to link frequencies, kind of like tuning a radio. And when you link the frequency, then you get the music or the sound or the message, whatever it is. So within mediumship, I can connect to Mother Earth. I can connect to someone's deceased grandparent, or I can connect to an angelic being or um, someone from different cosmic location or the consciousness in water. Whereas in channeling, it's for me, usually just the three guides of the light because it's, that requires a tighter bond. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And, um, I'm also curious uh, about, I, I think it was on your website. It said that you channel fourth to 12th dimensional beings and then Okay, so the fourth uh, dimensional beings, who are they? We always speak about the fifth dimension and not so much about the fourth. So who are they? Yeah, so this is a great question. So one way that we try to look at dimensional consciousness is like in layers, right? Like, so you have third dimension, then fourth, then fifth, sixth, and so on. Although it's not really layered like that, but that's just a way that we can make sense of it, right? So dimensional consciousness changes based on frequencies. Every time you speed up a frequency past that within the range of third dimension, then you move into fourth dimension and fifth dimension and so on. So if we look at it as a range of frequency or almost like a rainbow, right? Each color frequency or each frequency gives a different color. Um, fourth dimension is really kind of this like dimensional highway or hallway between third dimension and fifth dimension. And so when we talk about 5D Earth, that's a level of consciousness that is slightly above 3D consciousness. So it passes 4D, hits 5D. Now 4D consciousness is really where all things out of the body are possible. And so you can get really high vibrational energies coming down into that fourth dimensional frequency to communicate, but you can also get pesky energies in that fourth dimensional consciousness. I mean, ones that are maybe not in your best interest. So that's why we always wanna move through fourth dimension into fifth dimension to get that higher frequency energy. And so when I connect with beings or channel beings from fourth to 12th, what that means is 
I can have a conversation with somebody in fourth dimensional consciousness, like a spirit, right? If that's where they are. Oftentimes loved ones will come down from whichever one they reside in into fourth dimension and then just pop up there and we have a conversation. But I can also raise my consciousness level up to higher frequencies as well and have a conversation there. Now, the interesting difference though is because I'm a 3D human, for me to raise my consciousness into fourth dimension or fifth dimension is relatively easy and I can sustain that for quite a long time um, because it's all vibrational rate, right? So if we look at like an S wave, 3D is like, let's just say it's a nice slow S wave. Uh, 12th dimension is so fast that if I raise my vibration up to that level of consciousness, that's like me doing a full out sprint. And as we know, we can only sustain, the physical body can only sustain a sprint at maximum speed for so long. So if I move up into really high consciousness, I can only stay there for a shorter amount of time, the higher that I go. And so sometimes a connection within like uh, 11th or 12th dimensional consciousness may only be for 20 seconds, 30 seconds, but it's a vastly different experience. And so much can be gained in that amount of time versus say fourth dimensional. I'm just amazed because the 12th dimension, that is so high that it must be angel level, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 light consciousness. So it's, uh, some call it the angelic realm, uh, but even within that angelic realm, there's different dimensional levels of consciousness. So it's like, it's pure light consciousness. And when you're in connection with pure light consciousness, your physical body can only sustain that connection for a very short amount of time otherwise it feels like you would be like electrocuted or just like your system your nervous system would like short out in a sense so yeah, yeah. that makes sense um i thought it was interesting that you said that from 3d we go through 4d and then into 5d because uh when i've been astral traveling uh, and i've actually spoken to alex ferrari uh, about this on his podcast that i know you've been on as well uh where i i was interviewed by him and i said i, I don't think i was in the same dimension or state that NDE experiencers are speaking about because mm -hmm. they didn't have that heavenly kind of quality to it. And because uh, I've been a lot out of my body while I've been astral traveling. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's correct that I've maybe then been in the fourth dimension and not high enough like you were on the other side? And mm -hmm. we're going to soon jump into that experience. Yeah. Um, that could very well be because before my near-death experience, uh, it was similar for me. I'd had many out-of-body experiences, astral travels, where I knew I was astral traveling. I knew I was out of body, but it was still very different when I actually landed on the other side, as we call it, in that dimensional space. It was very different. It was, I knew exactly where I was. I felt very whole and real. I didn't feel kind of out of body as I experienced it anyways. I felt 100% there. So there was a distinct difference. To say what dimension I landed in when I went on the other side, I don't actually know. Um, it was never shown to me or told to me. I just know it was the other side. Um, and then we went farther on the other side too. So again, I've, I've never actually pondered what layer or what dimensional layer was I in. I don't know, but it was definitely higher than that of any astral travels. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I'd love now to hear about your story, your near-death experience. So uh, if you can take us back to how you died in the first place. Yeah, so it's interesting. So I didn't fully, I didn't code or die. I had the opportunity to. So I really want to be clear with that. Okay. Um, so my experience was that uh, I was so leading up to my surgery because this happened during a surgery. I was really, really ill. I was hemorrhaging monthly uh, from my menstrual cycle and severely hemorrhaging to the point where I was in bed. I could barely get out of bed to walk to just a couple steps to the washroom would cause my heart to tighten. Uh, I couldn't catch my breath. I could not even have this conversation with you. Um, I would be out of breath by now and have to lay down and go to sleep. And so my life got to the point of just being in bed and breathing like this all the time to try and get enough oxygen into my body, but I didn't have enough blood volume to even carry the oxygen I was taking in. So we had the surgery or I had the surgery. And so um, 
I remember coming into the surgery, like when they were wheeling me into the OR, I remember I had this absolute excitement. And it was funny because I've had surgery before and I'm not usually excited for surgery. Uh, I don't really know a lot of people that are, but when they were wheeling me in, I just felt like this kid who was like excited to go on. I always say this water slide, like, you know, when you're sitting there and you're waiting for the attendant to say, okay, your turn, it was like this excitement. So when they put the gas on and it was time for me to go, I just felt like I was like, okay, see ya kind of thing. And what happened was I instantly popped completely out and like out of my body or my whole being uh, popped out. And my grandmother who was deceased or is deceased was with me and I landed on the other side and I just, it was instant. I didn't see a white light. I didn't go to the light. It instant, like it was instantaneous. And I had my feet, bare feet on the grass. And I was walking up this kind of grassy hill and I could see the layers um, of the grass and the lines in the grass. Like in each individual piece of grass, I could zoom in and see it if I wanted without having to look down. And it was so lush and so green. I could feel it under my feet, clear as day. And, I, and this is what, this was my first indicator that this was not an out-of-body experience. This was tangible because it was so real. And I walk up this hill and I remember I noticed the blue sky and it was like this absolute summer blue sky where it's like so perfectly blue. And it came upon this kind of like summer picnic barbecue scene. Um, and when I got there, I started to see that I recognized all the different people or spirits that were there. And they were all people that I knew in this lifetime, but also past lifetimes. And it was this reunion and these hugs and this like, how have you been? What have you been up to? Oh my gosh, how are you? And, and it was the most amazing reunion ever that I've ever had. And I remember the feeling of the hugs when I hugged each person, it was like, you know, those hugs that really mean the most to you that you just completely fall into or like when a little kid throws themselves at you to give you the biggest hug, it's like all is being given in that moment. That's what every hug felt like. And again, it was like from people from this lifetime, but also past lifetimes that I'd had. And we were just picking up from where we left off. Like, what have you been doing since I last saw you? And so I spent what felt like hours, hours in this place, uh, reminiscing and reunions and all of that. And, and then my grandmother then took me to the next step or the next phase. And we went so far to what felt like the edge of the galaxy and we ended up in this white room with this white kind of boardroom table down the middle and there was my council there all my guides and I remember like out the windows I could see like galaxies but where galaxies are creating themselves so again like we went really far and on the table my guides rolled out what looked like a blueprint and I remember it kind of like laughing a little bit and being like, oh my gosh, this looks like a blueprint, like on earth. Right. And so they rolled it out and down the center of it was this kind of like iridescent pulsing line. And this line is pulsing back and forth. And so I knew I was still alive, but I was on the other side, but it all made sense to me. And so what we did is we did a life review. So with my guides, I went through my entire life up until this moment and it was at this moment, once we got to that present moment, is when my guide said, do you want to stay or do you want to go back? And I was like, oh, well, I want to go back. And I didn't feel like I want to go back because I'm terrified, let me go back. And there was no desire to like, let me stay here. I don't want to go back. I just knew that I wanted to go back because I had more I wanted to do. And, you know, family and all of that. And it was just very peaceful though. It was a peaceful, like, no, I want to go back. And so they said, okay, well, if you're going to go back with what's remaining of your life path here, because it was still that iridescent line, they said, you can change out different juncture points of destiny if you want. And my guides had always told me that our lifetime was like a tapestry of weavings of fate and destiny and free will. That's how they'd always explained it to me, like a tapestry. And when you look behind the tapestry, it's all this scattered, um, you know, pieces of string, but then you flip it this way and it makes sense, right? 
But here I was seeing it like a blueprint and I was like, well, this just makes so much sense. So when I looked at it, there was like several different, they looked like fuses in a fuse box. And there were several different ones. And they said, you can change out whichever ones you want based on what you know now for the remainder of your life. And I was like, okay. And they said, but here's the thing is you won't remember any of the other ones, but the first one. I was like, okay. And the first one, I clearly remember pulling out this kind of fuse and it was one of chronic health issues. And I had always had chronic health issues. I, growing up as a kid, I was always the one that got sick, always had something. Then when my menstrual cycle started, like that just went downhill for 20 years. And so I kind of, I remember taking this out thinking like, are you for real? Like, really, this is, this is what it is. And they're like, yes. And so I remember I put it down, I picked up another one and put it back in and was still kind of like, we'll see, we'll see about this because I know that I'm usually the sick one. Right. And then I remember changing out a couple other ones, but I don't have conscious memory of what those were. And they said, you'll, you'll know what they are when they happen. But the one that you'll go back knowing about is the chronic health one. So I was like, okay. So I finished doing that. And then they asked me again, they said, are you sure you want to go back? And they said, it'll be a simple flick of a switch is how they showed it to me. And you'll have a heart attack on the table and they won't revive you. And I was like, no, I, I do want to go back. And, uh, and it was interesting too, because I was able to see my higher self's perspective of how much our souls absolutely love and admire a human lifetime, like how valuable the time spent Earthside is. And knowing that, it just reinforced, like, I know I absolutely want to go back. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And so there was kind of this uh, understanding that if I was going to come back, then I had to kind of step up and share what I know, share what I do, and not kind of hold it back. Because up until that point of my NDE, I was a busy medium for um, just over a decade already by word of mouth, my schedule was full and I didn't have to worry about it, but I still kept it on the down low a little bit. And so it was a, this understanding that I would speak up and speak out about it, share, that's a better word, just share information. And so when they said, you're sure. And I said, yes, I'm sure. Then I instantly, I remember I heard the nurse in the recovery room say, Jeanette, are you awake? And then this all happened within seconds but I heard her say, are you awake? I felt my, my spirit go like boom, back into my body. I could still see my grandmother with me, but I had my eyes closed. And then I heard my higher self speak as clear as day to the nurse. And again, I've had surgery and I'm not usually clear after surgery. I'm actually quite funny and I don't make sense. She said to the nurse, uh, well, I said to the nurse, I need you to write something down. I'm a medium and these four things are really important. I need you to write them down fold it up and then put it in my hand. Like I gave her clear directions and she said, okay, honey, what is it you want? And I gave her these four kind of phrases that wouldn't really make sense to anybody uh, listening. Um, and then she folded it. I remember I still had my eyes closed, put it in my hand and I held it like right to my chest. And then she asked me after that, like, do you have any pain? I was like, yes. And then she gave me pain meds and whatever. So then they wheel me into recovery um, and I gave the paper to my mom. I had one eye open and gave it to my mom. I said, put this somewhere safe. And then I just, you know, started my recovery for a couple of days. And then, um, 
after a couple of days when I had no more pain meds, no nothing in my system, I remember my guides were like, it's time to look at the paper. And so I went and I grabbed the paper and I unfolded it. And I remember I read those four phrases and I mean, I remembered what had happened, but the clarity of my memory was like back of the whole thing. And then I remember I, I was at my parents at that point because my husband had the kids while I was recovering. I said to them, I have to tell you guys what happened. And so we sat in the backyard and I just told them the whole story. And then I started writing my book that night of my whole story. And, and soon after that, I agreed to start Avalon Spirit and my podcast and uh, sharing, teaching all this stuff um, to validate that not only is conscious choice such a big key gift on our planet, like when I saw my higher self's perspective of how much we value human life, our human conscious choice is so valuable and there is for sure an afterlife. And I, like I said, I already believed it because of what I did with mediumship, but having planted my feet there is just something, you know, even every time I share this story and trying to explain it, I still feel like I can't quite explain it fully. I can't, I wish I could take everyone there to show them the validity of it. And so that's my experience. Oh, and I want to say too, is that um, I was in surgery for about 20 minutes of our time here, but my experience on the other side felt like a whole like 24 hours. So it was just, it was, it still moves me completely every time I talk about it. Thank you so much for sharing that. Oh my goodness. Uh, I get so many pictures in my head, you know, I, mm-hmm. I imagine how it would feel or be. And there are many things I want to dive into here. And I want to go all the way back to where you were hugging these other souls in this barbecue kind of place. Mm-hmm. So was it as real, or even more real than you would feel when you hug uh, a human being? And like, how did it feel physically? Did you smell them? Did you, mm-hmm. uh, I, I just cannot imagine uh, what kind of physicality Uh, there is over there, how it would feel like? Mm -hmm. There's everything. And that's the interesting thing about this answer. So I could feel, smell, touch them. I could see them as their whole selves, also their spirit self, also their light or their color frequency. So, but it was all, all of it. But when we think about that in a human form or in a human perspective, we're trying to imagine what is it like to see all of that at the same time, but it was rather any of those options were available and all of those felt completely normal. And so when you say like, what did it feel like? It felt like more. So when we hug somebody here, that's like, you know, our deepest true love or our child or like those purest forms of love and we hug them, we feel completely connected, right? But we're still separated by dense bodies. So there's still a kind of a separation, which is why sometimes you want to squeeze someone extra hard because you want to get them even closer to your being, right? Whereas on the other side, you can like merge frequency. So you can kind of sort of, again, I'm trying to give an idea Uh, you can kind of merge more on the other side. So it feels more normal on the other side. And it actually makes 3D life feel more limiting or separate, which is quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And and these souls that you were hugging and meeting, I think I remember you said that they were from past lives or you had known them much earlier. Mm -hmm. There was some from this life and some from past lives and some from like long ago past lives and some from recent past lives. But the interesting thing is from that perspective on the other side, none of it mattered. It just was instant. Like the minute we were in the presence together, it was like picking up where you left off. Like when you have that one friend or a few friends that you can go years without seeing each other, but when you meet up again, you just carry on from where you were. It was like that there. I mean, I say that there was no time on the other side yet. I was given a quantifiable experience of time to give reference to the time in 3D, but there really was no time, right? So it just, every moment could be a moment in itself and there was no rushing any moment. And that was something I really liked about the whole experience too, was the time spent in that kind of picnic area, there was never a sensation of rush or never a sensation of running out of time. It just simply was. 
And that was such a beautiful thing to experience. It was just endless moment. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then the next scenario that I remember, at least, um, you have this these guides uh, or um, uh, what did you call it? Uh, council. Council, right. Mm -hmm. And I always get picture in my mind of, you know, Lord of the Rings and all these different beings. And so I'm curious, how do they look like? Who are they? Uh, mm -hmm. Is that like, uh, are they different beings? Are they on the same level? Mm -hmm. uh, are they all in purple? I I've read some, uh, I think it was Dolores Cannon, I might be uh, wrong, that says that, or maybe no, it's um, Brian Weiss or Michael Newton who speaks about In Between Lives. I think it's Michael Newton who speaks about that higher evolved souls have mm -hmm. another color to them. Mm -hmm. And I think it's purple. So yes, yeah, so how do these uh, this council look like and who are they? Yeah, so what's really interesting is uh, my grandmother remained uh, dense, and I mean that in a good way, but more of like a human density looking. So she looked like her in human form the whole time, even when we were at uh, in the room of the blueprints. My guides and my council, though, um, some were in, they all looked kind of like white, pearly, iridescent is the colors that I saw with them. Uh, there are varying heights, varying sizes. Um, some were kind of cloaked and none of them, though, could I see a definable feature in any of my memory. Um, but also at the same time, it's like it didn't matter. And I knew who they were through energetic resonance and their presence. I just knew. And so my council, there was certain ones there for that time. And then there's certain ones now that I interact with more. Uh, some are the same and some aren't. So it, it's interesting. And I, from what I understand is we all have a council of sorts um, to a varying number. I think to qualify it as everybody has a council of 12 or a council of five. I, I, I don't think we can give it that much of a linear quantity uh but it was very comfortable and familiar and i knew that they were all looking out for me and it was a interesting feeling to have that many beings looking out for me and what and to realize that we all have a council of sorts looking out for us and our interests and that you know what we're doing on this planet really does matter and there is a lot of support for it so it was really interesting that is really comforting to hear and also that we all have these councils and yeah it's just amazing it's almost like in a hollywood movie i feel like and so much more <laughs> and you also mentioned the higher self as something that was part of you and also separate mm -hmm. and i've always been curious about what the higher self really is because to me i've been thinking that my soul is sort of my highest identity or, or mm -hmm. uh, soul essence. Uh, and then I've been curious whether the higher self is even more evolved, but what is really the higher self? Is that maybe um, maybe a higher self can be several souls together or is it only your soul? I, that's a great question. And to be honest, do we really know the answer? Uh, because Again, I think this is like that drop in the bucket versus the entire ocean. So as I understand it from my experience, the higher self or the higher soul is like the wholeness of your being. And so if you look at it like a pie, right? Like that is your soul, your higher self is the whole pie. And then the pie is split up into hundreds or thousands of different slices, which come down as a slice for an experience somewhere. And maybe there's several slices going in different dimensional times and spaces, parallel realities, you name it, always coming back to that central soul self. That central soul self is essentially the higher self. And what was interesting is when I was talking to my higher self, though, my higher self showed itself. <laughs> sounds funny. Um, but as me. And so I had long, dark hair, looked very similar to what I do now. But I knew that I was looking at my higher self, but I also knew my perspective as my higher self looking at me over there. So I was both at the same time, but also recognizing the difference. So again, hard to explain in human form, but I felt how much my higher self absolutely loved my incarnation. 
And when I could feel that as me watching my higher self, I was like, wow, do we ever value this experience right now? And that's when I really learned how much like free will is valued as a human being. Like our ability to choose in any moment is our absolute greatest gift. And that doesn't mean we get to choose the perfection in every moment, but we get to choose the reaction at any moment. And so we can have something really horrible happen and we can choose to take that and learn from it and grow from it and choose something better because of it, or we can choose to not, but that's always that free will piece. And we don't realize how much that matters in the way our life paths go and our destiny unfolds. Because, you know, when we're creating that blueprint with our guides, like I was doing on that last part of my life here, um, with the instruction and, you know, conversation with my guides, I was able to pick the best things that my soul may benefit from moving forward. And we do that before we come into a life. But then it is our human self that through free will choices, chooses how we sort of maneuver those destiny pieces we put in. And so for me, being able to take out the chronic illness and not have chronic illness be a big figure in my life anymore, I had finished the lessons that I hoped to gain from chronic illness. And one of those was surrender because I was someone that came into life who wanted to do everything myself and I didn't need help. And being chronically ill basically chipped that away from me to the point of having to rely on everybody in my family to help me get through. And I learned surrender and I learned peace in that surrender and I learned compassion for those that feel limited in many different ways. And so once that lesson's complete, that piece of destiny has been completed. And so we either can fight the destiny or we can dive into the destiny and see why is it there? What am I learning from it? And not all of those destiny points are challenging negative ones either. Some are really good things. So our free will choice, when we choose to really embrace the experiences we're having, having, no, having and learn from them, we then can move through with more ease and grace with less like wild card moments. It's, it's amazing to see that. And so I really learned that from that experience with my counsel and my higher self. I'm curious um, about those you channel. It was the three guides of light. light yeah. yeah. Do they have any messages for mm. the listening today? Uh, maybe, you know, a, a message directly to those who are listening or mm. a broader message about the times we're living in. Yeah. And the sure. Let me just see. Let me see if they're around. Hold on. <laughs> One sec. Mm, okay. Um, they are, which is lovely. And uh, yeah, no, there's, okay. They're saying they're, they'll channel. I was like, do you want to mediumship this or channel? They're going to channel. So none here. We are the three guides of the light, and we are grateful for this opportunity to come through and speak with you all. We wish to talk to you about the current events, mostly the things that you see happening on your TV screens. Take note of what you see happening on the TV screens, but do not embody the fear narratives that come with it. There are many things showing themselves in your reality that are simply there to create a fear. Although there are some things that do require action and change, there are other things that simply need to be released from your energetic nature. You do not need to embody the fear. You need to embody compassion and love. That is the energy from the higher realms. This is something that we wish to help you embody as you step forward in your higher consciousness. The planet's evolution is actually moving in the right direction. Many of you feel that this could not possibly be, yet it is. There is a higher percentage of humans that are awakening into higher consciousness every moment. You could picture it like a ticking clock. As the clock ticks every second, there is another. But what you might consider as one second, meaning one person, actually means more like 100 or 1,000 people per second, per minute, awakening. Many are awakening to a higher thought, something that asks them to question why or what. What does this really mean? What is the purpose of life? These questions help to open the door to this higher consciousness, and this is what's happening. So do not fall into the trap of what you see in 3D. 
what you see on your TV screens. Take a moment to take in the information, but release the energetic nature from your body and trust the high trajectory that is underway. You are supported and you are loved from the higher realms. Your soul knows this truth. And when you give yourself time to balance in the energy of nature, you will give yourself time to feel your resonance. Anything that you see in your world should always be measured with your resonance. When you do this, you will maintain a place of peace, which will help the evolution of humanity. All right. Wow. Yeah. That was really nice. Mm -hmm. That was really positive. Yeah. 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 I, they were really positive about the future. They, well, what's really interesting is they often have, they'll be blunt, uh, but they, so, okay. So they're light consciousness. They're not embodied. They're simply light consciousness. So they're high, high frequency. So they can see the whole view, like past, present, and future, all the timelines possible, all the potentials of shift and change. And again, I'm trying to explain something that I don't quite understand, uh, but they're, they're always about the positivity because it can always be moved in that direction and so when we support that energetic nature we create that direction mm -hmm. and so it's really neat because even through some of their really blunt things that they've said over the years it's always with either what we can do about it or why or something like that which is you know as i've gotten to know them over the years i've seen how much of what they speak of is actually true and valid like it's it's quite beautiful and who are they so they're beings of light. So they're light consciousness. And when they first came to me in 2020, they showed themselves as three kind of uh, shadow outline, like human looking shadow outlines with bright light behind them. And I kind of was like, oh, who are you? And they're like, we're, we're light. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> and they're like, we're showing you ourselves embodied right now as three figures, but we're not that. We are light consciousness, almost like the consciousness in any pixel or photon of light is a being in nature. It's high, high frequency, like source light energy. Wow. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. That was really nice. And mm -hmm. I've also heard you uh, are very positive yourself about where we're going. Mm -hmm. uh, right. Can you say a few words about that in the end? Yeah, I, I really do. From what I get from my guides um, in the various ones, I really feel that although it might seem really chaotic right now in the world and, you know, doom and gloom, there is so much that is also growing at the same time and is just not being given enough of a platform. And unfortunately, the stuff that does have a platform is more the negative energy. Um, but there is a lot equaling that in the light. And so the amount of people that are awakening, kind of like the guides were saying, is significant that we have reached like a tipping point where it starts to become easier to awaken. There's more of that thought energy floating in that collective kind of soup that people can pull from now that wasn't there before. And so, especially after having been on the other side and realizing how much conscious choice really makes a difference on our planet, that we get to choose and create the world we're living in in every moment because that choice and creation starts with one person, which is you, right? You have the power within you in any moment to choose and start to change your life. And as you change your life, it ripples this energy out that affects other people to change their lives and so on. And so we are doing that right now. And so I really feel a lot of hope and support for humanity and I've noticed that uh, the more I do not take the 3D stuff personally, and it doesn't mean that I'm ignorant, trust me, it doesn't mean that I don't see what's going on or I don't read about what's going on or see value in what's going on, I do. But I take what's going on and think, okay, what can I do about it? What's my role and my part? What can I do in this moment? And in my role right now is to share positive insights, positive information, or if it is a blunt piece of information of like, hey, everyone, this is coming down the pipe, uh, but this is what we can do about it, then that's what I'm going to do. Because to me, there's no point in sitting in the negative and just floating there. There's no change that happens there. We want to change it. So um, 
yeah, my desire is just to share what I get and what I know. And if it resonates for someone, then that's fantastic. And if it doesn't, that's okay too. It's just a matter of sharing stories. And so I have a lot of love and hope for humanity. And I think things are in the big picture, like the guides are saying, going in the right direction. And Jeanette, what is the meaning of life in your perspective? Are we talking human life? Yeah, I guess. Human life. <laughs> um, I really believe that we come to earth to learn, to pick something or several somethings to experience. And by doing so, we gain wisdom, which is why I believe the other side really loves and supports us as much as they can, because the souls that decide to come down to a density like earth right now and have a lifetime, there is a high regard for those souls because of how challenging this place is right now. Um, so the meaning I would say as a human being is to experience, experience everything you can walk into your day, your moments with consciousness. What am I doing here? Does it feel right? Does it not? If it doesn't, what is the situation telling me? What do I need to shift? What do I need to change? All of those questions help lead us to find out what resonates with us and what doesn't. And all of those questions help lead us to understand our passion and our purpose here. Some people's purpose is a huge purpose of massive change and others is to be an anchor for those around them, right? By them just being them, they allow others to have the permission to be themselves. Human life is about living in consciousness. And so if we do that, we are gaining the most amount of experience as possible and we get the most wisdom, which is what the soul wants. The soul wants wisdom and wisdom needs to be lived in order to be learned and gained. So thank you so much. That was profound and beautiful. And thank you for being here today and for the work you're doing for also stepping up your work after your NDE and uh, enlightening people with your your wisdom. Thank you. I appreciate that. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you want to become more who you are and live in alignment with your soul's purpose and explore a deeper meaning with your life, then you are most welcome to join Wisdom from North membership. If you want to go deeper, you can find all our English online courses and programs at wisdomfromnorth.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube just by searching for Wisdom from North. Until the next episode, much light from here.